sell modules. It's cold rising sun. It'll be different for many a long year. He's till 23rd. He was. There was Kodal Bushido Covered a P.T.O. theme And there was more to come, old man Chinese and Marine Once the only dancers need to get pretty young in a chunk is to go on eBay chess worldwide and pay thousands of love. Children, for my birthday, I want one. Spend your pay, should you find one someday. By MLP's rising sun. Give you a little hint by early seventeen copies. If
everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Two Half Squads. The one and only podcast on the net. Dedicated. About the yeah. greatest game in the world. Yeah. Advanced squad leader. And while it is true we are sometimes inaccurate and boring, we'll try to spice things up a bit. <laughs> it doesn't seem to keep people from listening, I don't think. Episode 240. Yeah. Yes, this is episode 240, even though it's boring and uninteresting. It is February. And, and inaccurate. February, this will air middle of February. Yeah, in 2020. Pretty exciting. It is exciting. How are you, Dave? Good to see you. I'm all right, sir. Yep. I had a fun incident in school. I have three more weeks left in the sub. And then you're retired again. Again, yeah. Do they have to throw you another party, like each time you're Actually, retired? Actually, I kind of jokingly said to coworkers we should go out to eat again. Like, yeah. Out. And so she's setting it up. <laughs> she is. Oh, okay. It'll just be like four, yeah, six you, of us. You did 12 weeks, right? You will have done 12 weeks. Yes. Yeah. And we're doing this. I'm doing this great thing in her room. Well, one, the discipline thing. I'm talking to one table of kids, and right next to me, there's this disturbance and uproar. And um, they. Something gets flying through the air, and then the other kid picks it up and is going to hurl it back. And I just turn quickly and go, no, sit, put it down. (laughs) Hit three different kids, and they all just stopped and sunk back to their seats. And I turn right back to the table (laughs) I was working with. Okay, so yeah, if you approach it that way, (laughs) historically, you can look at it like, and then the kid looks at me and goes, man, Mr. Kleinschmidt, that was great. (laughs) The way you just, I'm like, eh, years of experience. Yeah. <laughs> but again, they're... You've d- it, you finally honed your skills. They're, they're a nice group. To, yeah. So... Move you, in and out of situations smoothly. You're yeah. like James Bond. You, you speak loudly and authoritatively, and you, you often just get a quick reaction from yeah. them. Because people don't know how to do that. So when you do that, it gets their attention. It, it did. It was great. Good um, for you. And then we are. I was. I kind of was hoping com- corporal punishment would come back. Is there any sign of that happening? No, no, none no. at all. Nope. Have you brought it up? Like, do you bring it up at meetings? No, I joke with the kids about it. Yeah, that yeah. would be that would be awesome. Now yeah. that I'm out of school, I think that would be awesome. Um, Wouldn't you like to do it though? Just lay into some of these kids a little bit, you know, in a friendly fashion. <laughs> <laughs> in the past, we've had encounters. Back in the 80s into the early 90s, and then it was pretty well pushed. You know, don't don't do anything to a kid. Now it's never touch a kid in any fashion. Not even playful spanking? Nope. In good-natured? Nope. Squeezing or? Nope. Nope. Pull their hair? Nope. Nope. Groping? Poke them with a stick? Nope. Nothing at all? Huh? No. Not even poke them with a stick? No. Wow. Just play it safe. And, uh, but anyway, so the teacher's room... Can you room, bombard them with x-rays? You could probably get away with that. Would they even notice? You get one of those invisible ray guns. Yeah. But yeah, the teacher, so she's got all these sappy slogans around the room. Um, one is, one was like, be yourself, be awesome, be bold, in three different fonts, and the bold was bold printed, and it's in a frame, you know, and it's yeah. hanging on the wall, so... So we took that down and pulled that out of there. <laughs> I put in, be afraid, and then in bold, be very afraid. Oh, good. That's better. Yep. Pictures of me, we're cutting out, and we're putting them around different places, like on the 
book cover over a black and white photo of, of another person, Tesla. And uh, I changed out all her pictures for my pictures, family pictures. Yeah. Oh, We're good. just leaving all this when she, when she comes back. She'll be slowly finding all these changes all, you know, I think for quite a long time. Uh, pictures of me inside DVD cases that she won't pick up until next year wow. on the same unit, you know. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, I got to change out more slogans. <laughs> And you're doing important work there. We're, we're gonna get a color picture of me. We gotta get we downloaded her desk screensaver picture of her husband, her, and their dog. Mm-hmm. We downloaded that, and then they're gonna try and photoshop me in. Oh, good, and then replace the it dog's up. head with your head. <laughs> well, we thought just me in the background <laughs> oh, or something. Okay, well, that'll work like Zelig. Then I heard of another person talking about greatest pranks, they put in. A photo, they downloaded their grandma's computer screensaver picture of their granddaughter, put a mustache on a copy of it, and then they set it to scroll through photographs, but it's all the same picture. Mm. So like every 20 seconds, the mustache appears. Oh. And they said it runs smoothly. And then it disappears? Yeah, so by the time she goes, oh, look, look, is there a mustache? It's, It's gone again. Wow. So I don't know if we could try that with me popping in and out of her screensaver, but... Yeah, I'm not sure you should be telling us this because... She'll never listen to the show. Yeah. Still, you could be implicated if there's if it ever goes, you know, to the grand jury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dave has been indicted. I've always wanted to be indicted, but that's probably not going to happen. But you, you'll get indicted for that. I could. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what screensaver my grandmother had on her computer. Hmm. Yeah, they weren't invented yet. I don't think so. Yeah. She had a screensaver on her on her ringer washer machine. Well, Did good. They... I'm glad you're having fun at other people's expense. Yes. That's yeah. nice to know. Kids are enjoying it too. Yeah. Good. Yeah, those slogans on the on the. I, hate I just those. can't. Stand I can't stand them. those. I, and you know, my wife, uh, who's a counselor. Has always got, whenever I go to her with a problem, she's always got something really good to say to me. She's, she's always got something to quote from, you know, Basha Baba, the, the Swami of somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so when she comes to me with a problem, I try to think of something, you know, from Shakespeare or something. But all I can tell her is, you know, honey, when you reach the end of your rope, you got to tie a knot in it and hang on. Because that's the picture that was that hangs everywhere with that cat, <laughs> cat at the end of the rope. Yeah. Hang in there. That's the best I can do. Can't quote Shakespeare. Uh, we did study Jekyll and Hyde, and I recommend that. If, oh, did you? We, I bought the book. Oh, did, did I, just, I, I just bought the book. Did I recommend to you we no? If we ever go back to Spy and Sprocket, that we do that. Should we do that? Yes. Has it made, been made into a good movie? Absolutely. There's one with Spencer Tracy. I'd like maybe. to try the Frederick March one. Oh, okay. The Frederick. real early silent. Is it silent? No. Maybe not silent, but I don't know. We should watch it. Yeah. And the book is good? Mm-hmm. Worth reading? Okay. Yeah, I never read it. Let's do that. What else is up with you? Yeah, before we go any further, we should mention that excellent song that opened the show. Wow. That was some serious singing. I mean, that guy, he's got pipes, wouldn't you say? I would say so. Hidden Talent. It's pretty awesome. That's always one of my favorite songs, too. Yeah, me too. Great song. So thanks to Dennis and... Stephen Stewart did the vocals. Stephen. Yes, he really belts it out. He could be in the Mormon Tuberculosis Choir, I would say. It could be. Probably be a soloist there. And nothing interesting with you then? Oh, no, just the usual stuff. I'm just uh, 
go merrily. I go along, roll along, go along. Oh, you know, I did look up something. We were having a conversation a week ago or so about uh, artillery and the range of artillery during World War One because we went to see that movie. We went to see 1917 together. We did. And you never tried to hold my hand, which I thought was nice. Uh-huh. Which was good. I felt relaxed. I stayed more relaxed in my now. space. You did. You did. Safe space. Mm-hmm. After the movie, we were talking about artillery and how far guns in the, in the during World War One could shoot a shell, and uh, you had a. A number that I thought seemed a little long. I think it was a little long, but I looked this up. Uh-huh. And the uh, the Paris gun was a German long-range siege gun, uh-huh. and that one could throw a shell eighty-one miles, and that was the farthest any cannon has ever shot anything. Now there was a V three cannon developed in World War Two, but I don't think they actually ever used it. They had a lot of stuff that they never got. V three. Weren't those the rockets? Uh, it used so solid fuel rocket boosters yeah, so instead the, of explosive charges. So that doesn't count. It, okay. Right? Well, if you say Rock, so. Rockets. You it's can't called use a cannon. Rocket technology. It's called a cannon. The V2s. I guess the V3. Yeah, but the I don't V3 know. was a cannon. It was shot the v, it out of Was our, the V1? There were little buzzer bombs. Yeah, the buzzer bombs. Buzz bombs. And the planes would fly next to them and tip the wings. Oh, is that right? To try and throw them off course. Wow. And then they might go into the ocean. Wow. They'd get their plane wing under the tip of the yeah. bomb and then Just tip it Just kind of smack it. And then... Uh, that seems awfully brave. The V-2, was that the big rocket ones? That yeah. Were, those were deadly. Yes, those When they were. landed in London. Luckily, that was near the end of the war. Yep. And so the V-3, yeah, I didn't know about that yeah. one. So during World War One, it was the Paris gun. They didn't use it much because it was so inaccurate. You could hit Paris, but... Only something that size of a target. So it wasn't used very much. But uh, And I think they're all taken apart. I don't think there's any existing bits of that left. Too bad. That would be cool to see. Indeed. Well, Jeff, I am going to be in Florida in late March. That's kind of good news. Well, I suppose if you like, you know, sun and stuff. But you know what you're going to miss. What? Don't tell me there's bad news. There's bad news. What am I going to miss? Bad news always comes with good news, if I can be like that. But <laughs> you're going to miss the Nor'easter, Nor'easter 24. Oh, no. Is that March 26th to 29th? Yes, it is. The Yankee ASL Group announces the Nor'easter 24. Our 24th year will be our second year at the new location in Fairhaven, Massachusetts. Can That's you spell Massachusetts? Call the Nor'easter. Yeah, it probably is. The Hampton Inn. Oh, love the Hampton Inn. Yeah, Bedford Fairhaven Hotel in Fairhaven, 26th through 29th. It's New England's regional ASL championship. It's held annually near Boston. A yearly get-together of people in New England area and from all over the world, I would say, most likely. It's not just for New Englanders, I'm sure. Yeah, and they have a special student rate to promote ASL starter kit. So for just like, uh, what's this say, junior high, high school students, opportunity to participate for five bucks to try out the gaming. That's a great idea. Yeah, that is a super good idea. They don't have to pay the full cost of the convention. Uh, We'll put a link to the Nor'easter on our show notes, and uh, you could check out the website and see all of the details about it and 
make your plans. If you, and if you had plans already, change your plans. Now, Dave, it's too late for you. And I hear there's a free pizza dinner. Oh, I'm Everyone there. who I'm, signs up on Saturday evening. 24 years. That's very, very respectable. Indeed. Yeah. Well, on with the show. On with the show. We I have. Head. We got a show. We got a packet of stuff from Broken Ground Design. Thank you very much for the Pacific things coming out. Your the new products from Alan Finley. He is. He really cranks stuff out. Yeah, this is That's amazing. Sheet so much, CM so Chinese Communist one sheet. This is the new light brown set. You can see here they, they're given the full nationality treatment. So they're typically kind of... Um, you said these are communists? Chinese communists, Chinese expanded communist? counter set. Bernie Sanders on there? Uh, no, or he's Bernie, socialist. Oh, yeah, socialist. he's not a communist. That's right. Try and scare everybody. Right. Oh. Well, people throw those words around like they know what they mean, and they don't. Well, true. And, you know, they're hard to define. We are covering are, yes. socialism and communism in class with bureaucracy, uh, diplomacy, or I mean uh, democracy, um, you know, all the forms of government and economic systems. And the kids are, yeah, they have stereotype views. like they're So they're like, well, wait, Hitler, wasn't he a communist then because he's a dictator? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fascists and then there's in and you could feasibly right have a communist system that's a democracy where they vote yes for communist lead and no dictatorship yeah but it just always seems to go bad now you could say the same about a lot of things about our democracy too currently <laughs> yeah currently it seems you to know be. they they like they're keep getting all these Democrats here in Illinois for corruption and the FBI and stuff. And yeah. You and I know it's part of the deep state. They're out to get the Democrats, and it's all fake news. But these poor, innocent Illinois politicians are being blamed for corruption. Well, <laughs> this is one of the least corrupt states in the whole nation. Yes, I mean, it's it like is. saying people in Chicago vote two or three times. I mean, we all know that's all fake news. So, <laughs> yeah, they're finally busting all these guys. Boy, yeah. remember I, I think I talked before about the FBI guy I met at that party at church. He was retiring, and then his wife said, well, oh, yeah. get Blagojevich before you retire. And yeah. he said, well, I can't talk about that, honey. And yeah, two weeks later, they got him. But, you know. They, maybe, they should okay, legalize so. marijuana and uh, let all of those uh, low-grade low criminals out of prison so they can make room for all the politicians <laughs> that should be in prison, <laughs> which is Illinois. just about all of them. Well, it's power corrupts, and so even think of the church. People slam the church. Well, it's made of fallible people yes. in a fallen world. And, Except for the Pope. And when you get, well, which one? <laughs> the current one probably I think is okay. And I tell the kids to at school, because they're, they're, you know, it's easy to, to, to slam like we are. Well, every president's horrible. And yeah. No, they're actually not really. Yeah, they're not. They all have a few flaws, but there's a, there was a lot of stand-up guys Yes. from both parties. Yes, yes, absolutely. Stand-up guys. Yeah. Mostly honest, mostly, uh, I would say, loyal to their wives, many of them. Yes. Many many were not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so... But we digress. Every, well, okay, let's get back every, on track here. system's corruptible. So the Chinese communists, uh, great artwork on here. They got the blue kind of uniform. 
Remember the Chairman Mao? Oh, yeah. It's really One of my favorites. Really I, I had a set. Mao hat for a while. Did you? You would. You I know how to wear a hat. Well, you do. I, I may not do much, but I know how to wear a hat. Oh, yeah. These are, these are gorgeous. Wow. Yeah, they're really nice. It's one counter sheet. It is $11 over Broken Ground Design. I would highly recommend that to everybody. I would like to keep that one, Jeff, if you'll let me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah, I still have his partisan sets where he's got each of the... Eastern partisans, Western, like French type looking ones, and different little color sets. And there's yeah. a lot on there. What else has he got I, in there? I love the support weapons. Yeah. The fanatics. I love the single man counters. I'm trying to read their names. Are they? Yes. And I Chinese? cannot quite read I them because of my glasses. My glasses vision. are either dirty or it's time for me to upgrade them. Oh, we, we got a lot of likes on our tweet with uh, Chris Walters reading his counter through his phone oh, as yeah. a magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah. I put that out a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. It was very popular. I'll bet. Um, unlike the usual boring stuff we put out there on Twitter. Uh, demolition charges, a whole ton of them. Phone, radio, heroes. Uh, yeah, Wu, Hu, Huang, Chang, Commissar, Sao, Lang, Fung. Um Lots of uh, great counter poses. Yeah, for leaders, you got your ACK counters, acquisitions, crews, the concealment counters, all the machine guns, ATRs, dismantle mortars, regular mortars. Yeah, perfect set for like a little Chinese communists. So they have three three sevens, and then when they go fanatic, they have the white raised morale. Yes, it says uh, compatible too with the. Heat of Battles Long March Scenario Pack, which mm. was the com- communists t- uh, under Mao taking over right. against the nationalists. So we got a copy of that pack from Steve Deathlesson at, at a Heat of Battle. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Long March. So I'll have to play those. I think Mike Rizzi played all those, he said, I think. Mm. Okay. Was Mike. And report on some of those. So now, I, I, I'm assuming because this is compatible with that, you probably try to match having all the support weapons you would need yeah. in that count in the, in that set of adventures. So that's our one of our first of the Pacific stuff. Nice, very nice. And speaking of that, we were supposed to have a contest in the last couple of shows. We, we yeah, we were supposed to announce it. I I swear we did, but you say we didn't. I so let's find let's just do it again. Okay. And maybe we'll even write it down. And let's put it in the show notes. I usually do when I You usually it. do. That's yeah. why I'm convinced we forgot. We yeah, talked about be. doing this and then never set it on the air. Yeah. You know, you get and I, I didn't listen to the last two shows. Sh- I've fallen behind. Um, yeah, you had a vodka of Shotska. Well, yeah, then we forget. Of you know. Yeah. So we'll have a contest. This will be really easy. So, And what, are they, what can they win, Dave? A new car. Why, no. you can win the entire set of the British... Broken ground, From broken ground design, sweet counter sheets. So they are back at home, ready to be mailed out. Oh, okay. We thought, we thought we maybe covered them, uh, but that would be a very nice addition to your ASL collection, folks. So you're going to want to participate in this contest. Again, it's not really, it's not hard. It's a very valuable set, yeah. and it is uh, one of the bigger sets. It is composed. Of counters for the British and Commonwealth, uh, 
no free French specific counters are included. There's a separate pack of free French. I, I also have those, and I'm, I'm putting those because you don't have free French in anything else. This is the only company that makes them. Uh, full, full color uniforms, and it's got uh, AFV ordinance and counters, uh, number of sheets. I don't see it listed here, but it's got all the vehicles, all the counters, so it is big. It'll cost us about 9 bucks to ship out, I think. Whoa. So we're going to ask, uh, we're going to say that we're going to cover shipping? Yes, unless in the, it's in the United overseas. States. Yeah. Right, in the United States. If it's overseas, then we may ask you to participate. Defray, yes, defray to the costs. Cover the costs. And all you have to do to get this nice set of British is to send us an email at the two half squads at gmail.com. Actually, you could go to our website, too, and do one of the contact forms. That'd be fine also. But in the subject title, you have to put, instead of Brexit, because you're getting the British, you're going to get oh. put in Brentrance. <laughs> Brentrance. Brentrance. How about that? Put that into the subject line. Put that in the subject line. We'll enter you in the contest. You don't even have to say much more. No. We typically reply saying you're in the contest. We're very good about replying to yes. our mail. Yes. And then we'll let you know if you won. When we do the drawing, we'll let you know if you won, and we will ask for your physical address so that we can send out Mr. Postman. Yep, indeed. With your goodies. I'm also so pretty prompt in getting to that post office. This is the Brentrance contest. It starts immediately, and we'll go through... Well, the old date we thought we announced was... was Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day, but that's in five days. We're going to make it by then. So, yeah. Hold on, we're going to go off the air and talk no, this no, over. we're just going to make no, it. No, we're going to do an arm wrestle. March fifteenth. Come on, let's arm wrestle. All right, ready? Okay, uh, we shouldn't have done that. Ow! Yeah, ow! Spring my wrist. Both of us. M- March. March fifteenth. March fifteenth is the deadline. Okay, excellent. You ought to be able to handle that. So get in there, and if you've already won a contest with us, we would ask that you sit this one out. Let somebody else win. Yeah, that would be nice. Is that okay, or how about? Yeah. Yeah. Dave. When you need to scratch your ASL itch, uh-huh. where do you where do you go? I have to go somewhere where there's fast service. Yes. Somewhere where the store clerks are very nice. Nice clerks, yep. Somewhere where I'm going to get good ASL bang for my buck. Yep. And selection. And free shipping. X. So here's where I go. Where do you go, I'll, Jeff? I'll let you in on a little secret. Don't tell anybody. Ritter Creek. What is that again? Ritter Creek. Ritter Creek. Rittercreek.com. They've got selection. They've got fast shipping. They've got, what was the other thing you asked for? Friendly clerks. Friendly clerks. I'm talking friendly. <laughs> They're great at Ritter Creek. they got all kinds of stuff. It's a great website to go and peruse around and ASL stuff galore. And free shipping now. Free shipping, Who which can is possibly yeah. beat that. Now we want you to go to your local neighborhood gaming store and support them any way you can. If you got one anymore. But if there's ASL to be had, go to Ritter Creek. Rittercreek.com. Yeah. Dave, let's talk about some rules, shall we? Rules. We shall. That's all right. <laughs> That's our rules music. <laughs> Everybody knows that ASL's not allowed in school. Okay, yeah. So we're following up on our defensive fire, and we're going to be looking at machine guns. Jeff's doing section, rules section 
9.1. Yep. Can you believe it? We have never done machine guns. I mean, it's I, just, it blows my mind. I, we've done parts of them before, but I don't think we've covered it thoroughly like this. So Yeah, I would say we have not. So here we go. Okay. So machine guns, Dave. Machine guns are a half-inch counter. Mm-hmm. It's a support weapon, and it's uh, dependent on personnel to portage it around. You don't see any self-propelled machine guns, even though those Russian heavy machine guns were on... Those were on wheels, weren't wheels, they? Wheels, uh-huh. Yeah, but they were not self-propelled. No. And it has two numbers on it, hyphenated. Uh, the first one being the... Firepower. And the second one being the... the range. The range in hexes is right. And a squad may fire any one machine gun at no cost to its own inherent firepower. Or any two support weapons... If they give up their inherent firepower. That's right. How because that? it takes like more guys to be firing more weapons, so they can't be firing enough of their rifles to still use their firepower. Yes, exactly. And so any other multi-man counter, so that would be like half squads or uh, crews, I suppose, may fire only one support weapon with full pi- firepower. But in so doing, he forfeits its in inherent firepower for any remaining fire phases in that player turn. Yes. And I don't know why I don't remember that. Yeah, that's pretty basic. And yeah. they can't fire multiple weapons and fire their own rifles. So Right. Now, single man counters can use, hmm. unless they're otherwise prohibited, a single leader may fire any one support weapon as area fire. Half firepower, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why do they call it area fire? Why don't they just say half? I don't know. I've been through this before, and I can't remember. There is an answer, and I can't remember what it is. Uh, well, the area fire, in some cases, is a larger yes. area. Right. Like spraying fire. Yeah. But. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, can two single-man counters stacked together fire a support weapon? Yes, at full. Yes, at full. Right. Now, here's a question for you. Must both of them possess it in Ooh. order to fire it at full power? Oh, I never even, I just always assumed they did. Never, they were, never really. They don't have about to, that no, one. they don't, no. They no. do not have to. Just one needs to, okay. to have it. Good, because I never had the second guy roll to pick it up when the yeah. other guy's got it. Yeah, I, can you even do that? Can two guys <laughs> possess it? They'd be, they'd no. be fighting over it, yeah. I don't think. It'd be bad. They'd a fight it. in pursuit. And then they'd break it. Yeah, and, yes, and then they'd break it, and they'd be in melee. Yeah. And then, oh, what a mess. Uh, If a leader fires a support weapon machine gun uh, or any other support weapon, he loses any leadership die roll that he may have otherwise been able to exert somewhere else in in that phase. In that phase. Yeah. Okay. So he can still probably rally and stuff. Yeah. Um, But but during that particular moment... Yeah, he can't direct his neg one. Right. And... uh, But it is exempt from cowering because he is a leader after all. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't cower. Mm-hmm. And I would invite people at this time, I'm just going to invite you. If you don't have your Spilky charts <laughs> handy, go get them mm-hmm. right now and turn to Spilky chart uh, 11. Yeah, you know what? We'll come back to that. We'll come back to the Spilky chart. But we'll charts. get them anyway because it's yeah, coming up. Yeah, go get them because it's coming up. Okay, multiple rate of fire. So support weapons have a little number encased in a square on them which denotes the multiple rate of fire. 
Mm-hmm. And you have to roll that number or less on um, the, the color die. die. Right, when you're rolling for uh, um, the IFT resolution. The color die. So if the color die is that number or lower, that means you have rate of fire, which means you do not have to mark the machine gun with a first fire counter yet. It may fire again. Now, there are a couple little restrictions with that. If you're in the prep fire phase, you could keep firing. But if you're in the defensive fire phase, firing on a opposing squad, you can only fire as many times as the squad has expended movement points. Factors. Or uh, factor. Yes, right. So be sure, pay attention to that. Once a machine gun um, then has exceeds that number, it loses its rate of fire, and it's marked with the appropriate prep fire or first fire fire counter. Now, each machine gun in a multiple machine gun fire group, do they all lose their multiple rate of fire at the same time if there's one roll? Um, Does that work? Y- yeah. It, wait, are they different kinds of machine guns? Uh, not necessarily. They all go together. They do. Yeah. Okay. I got distracted looking at your behind enemy lines World War II role playing game on the shelf. Still. Oh yeah, that's still there, untouched. We should touch that sometime. <laughs> well, I don't know if we'll play it, but we should at least touch it. Field of fire. Normally, a support weapon may fire in any direction with no detriment mm-hmm. due to the facing of the counter. However, a support weapon specifically like medium machine guns and heavy machine guns, in certain terrain has some restriction on that. Can you name the kinds of terrain? Building? Yes. You have to mark it with the covered art counter. Each time you get one correct, I'm going to give you a chiclet. Okay. Yeah, because I know you've got some tooth pain and this will help. I do. Nice sugary chiclets. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Pillbox. Hold your mouth open. Okay, there we go. Pillbox is not correct, but anyway, well, keep going. Well, but it has its own fixed covered arc. Okay, so. we'll give it to you. Um, rubble. Rubble. Hold. Open your mouth. <laughs> there we go. W- w- not woods. Yeah, woods. Woods. Yeah. Yes, woods. Woods is correct. Yeah, here you go. Just take the whole box. You're so good. You're a good boy. And you work for cheap. Mm-hmm. Chicklets. Now, um, so if they're in woods, rubble, or building, and they're entitled to fire another shot, it may continue to fire during that phase, but it's got to stay inside that covered arc of its original shot. Yeah. Too hard to pick it up and move it around quickly. Yeah, it can't be flipping that thing around. Uh, Except for, let's see, what about its own location? I don't know. I I think for its own location, it doesn't matter. Yeah, probably not. It can get around uh, for that. Uh, If it's fired up or down a stairwell within the same hex, then the covered arc is actually defined vertically. I don't Mm. think I've ever had that happen, but there's no Mm -hmm. counter for that or anything, but you just got to kind of remember. Subsequent shots during that phase are limited to the same direction up or down the staircase. If necessary, place a covered art counter, and you can look for your covered art counters because they say CA on them. That does not stand for California. That's not a California <laughs> counter. You might have a California <laughs> counter, especially if you live in California. But these are covered art counters, and then you can just place it right on the machine gun to help remind yourself of where the covered art is for that particular gun. Mm-hmm. And then you remove that covered art counter at the end of the current phase. Now, there is an exclusion here. 
a support weapon, machine gun, uh, heavy, multi, um, medium machine gun or heavy machine gun with a fixed covered arc and whose operator was pinned in the prep fire or movement phase retains that fixed covered arc until the end of the defensive fire phase. Hmm. Because he's pinned. Because he's pinned. How about that? Mm-hmm. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Got a couple questions here that came out of some journals and uh, some other things, so let's see if you can answer these. If a medium machine gun fires during first fire from a building hex and retains rate of fire, can it change its covered arc and fire at a different target in the final fire phase? Yes. Yeah. Would this be any different if the medium machine gun lost rate and was marked with a first fire and now wanted to fire at the end of the final fire phase? No. Yeah, be the same. Unless it's pinned, it, like we'd said before. Yeah. yeah. Okay, if a machine gun's restricted covered arc prevents it from participating in its squad's sustained final fire attack, must it use uh, must its use be forfeited? So its covered arc is pointing one way, the squad in there, there's a squad in there, it's doing a final fire attack in a different direction. Can the machine gun change its covered arc? No, and yeah. it's forfeited. It's forfeited, that's right. Now, apparently, there was a note, notice here that said that this supersedes a prior answer to this question in the 95 and 96 annuals. Yeah, I remember those. Those were wrong. <laughs> You're good, Dave. I don't know why I ever doubt you. Oh, wait. No, I, I never do. All right, let's move on to 9.22 fire lanes. Now, when a defender declares a defensive fire first fire attack with a good order support weapon that's manned by an unpinned infantry, he can declare a fire lane. And then that machine gun, if it's not already marked with a first file or final fire counter and is firing within its normal range and its same level target, it can set up a fire lane. So it's got to be at the same level. Oh, yes. Yep, can't shoot from a building down. No. Through the air, because you'd only be hitting like one area. Yeah, which I could down a slope maybe, but slope yeah, rules yeah, came out later. I'm actually, so not sure about. We have to double check slopes yeah. later. Um, if he does declare a fire lane, then you you place the the uh, first fire counter on the machine gun, and you resolve. Well, after you resolve that first fire attack in the normal manner, and then you place that fire lane counter, and you put it in one hex, along that fire line the the line of fire. And it can be beyond the target that you were shooting at, up up to the normal fire range of the machine gun. Machine gun. Yeah, can't be farther than that. Uh, the, the fire lane cannot be placed if the machine gun's manning infantry coward. Right, that's a bummer. I remember learning that in a game. Oh, the hard losing, way. Losing the fire lane. The hard yeah. way, as they say. Yeah, in a tournament. Are fire groups allowed with fire lanes? Um, no. Right. Uh, how many machine, let's say, let's say you have two machine guns in a hex and they both want to fire at the same direction, at the same target even, conceivably, through a fire lane. Can they do that? Do you understand what I'm yes. asking? Yeah, they can. They're in different locations, but they're shooting at the same target. No, they're at the same, same location. Oh. Because, and I guess this is the one exception where oh, two machine guns could conceivably fire at the same target because really they're just firing a, a fire lane 
So each machine gun, I'm just reading the rules here, this 9.22, each yeah. machine gun must create a separate fire lane, even if using that same hex grain as another machine gun. So you have to make two morale checks to get through there? Uh, you would. Or two dice yeah. attacks against you. Yeah. Huh, okay. Now here's a part I don't like. An illegally placed fire lane counter is removed. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> it's harsh. It's harsh. We are woke here, and we are you know, very progressive, and we don't think they should be removed. We think they should be maybe just talked to. Uh, and the machine gun is marked with a first fire counter. And if you look at the... Well, your uh, initial shot when you fire it anyway uh, counts at the guy you were shooting at, so you already got that shot off. You can mark it with a first fire. But I think they'd let you keep rate of fire then if you had it. But anyway... It was just a little thought. Don't even think about it. Okay. Yeah, you saw my eyes glassing over. <laughs> oh. Okay, question. This is from one of the journals. A unit bypassing an obstacle. A unit is bypassing an obstacle. A shot is taken at that unit, and a fire lane is declared. The hex being bypassed is in line of sight. Subsequent line of sight check, light, line of sight checks determines that the bypass vertices are out of line of sight and the attack has no effect. Is the fire lane still valid? Uh, let's see. Yeah. yeah. Yes. How do you know so much? I'm doing pretty good on this one. Yeah. It hasn't gotten too complicated yet. It. I'm sure it will. Uh, a squad with a four firepower and a two firepower light machine gun fire through an orchard hex and declare the intention to lay a fire lane. If the attacker does not cower, the fire lane is placed, and one residual fire po uh, power fire lane is also placed. But what happens if the unit cowers? Oh, it would be less than one? So it would be gone? It would be one. Or the cowering would end the fire lane. Let's see. Yeah, well, yeah, there's no fire lane, but there is uh, one residual firepower placed or zero residual firepower placed due to only the squad applying the residual since the machine gun tried to lay a fire lane. I think I understand that. Okay. This was from the... Um, I, I remember reading this one. And I thought, this one is so interesting, but um, I can't remember which journal this was from. I think it was from... Let me just look here. ASL Annual, 1991. Okay. Uh, when placing a fire lane, a and let's just talk about the fire lanes a little bit. You place the fire lane, you place the counter. It's all pretty obvious, unless you're going down a hex sp spine. And that's an alternate hex grain. Right. And you, you kind of... You it, pick a left or right of the... Hex of the hex spine. Spine. Right. And this might be hard to visualize, visualize if you haven't done it, so go grab a map board, pick a hex, pretend like your machine gun is in there, look at if it fired down a hex spine, and you could see that if it's firing like four hexes away, it would actually be, if you were allowed to hit hexes of both left and right side of the hex spine, you would be hitting like eight hexes. Oh, yeah, a lot. So by doing one half or the other, left or right, you're hitting four hexes, which is more reasonable. Yeah. What is, uh, let's, let's say you've got a machine gun, let's say 12 firepower, 
Mm-hmm. Then you lay a fire lane. How, what's the firepower yeah. of, the, of the fire lane? Four? No, is there six? It just go, it goes down one column. Is there, tw- is there an eight? So 12 would be eight? Yeah. And then yeah, go the down. eight it would, would be, be a six. Eight. Yep. Okay. So it would be a six. Okay. Uh, see, yeah. now... Yeah, medium machine gun would be like a two if it's a four machine gun firepower. And uh, lights would be a one fire lane. Yeah. So now is when you might want to get out the Rich Spilkey charts. Table 11. Thank you, Rich, for this. Hindrance effects on residual firepower and fire lane RFP attacks which is really handy because depending on what kind of a target you're, what kind of a hindrance you're shooting through, that's going to make a difference as to how much power, residual power, and how much power is in the your fire lane attack. So this chart goes very, very, very detailed over that. So you want to give us an example there, for instance, and it makes a distinction between soft targets and hard targets. Soft targets are thing like things like grain, babies, bottoms. Yeah, can you see the soft targets down at the bottom? Yes, listed there. there it is. Yours is color-coded. Yeah, I printed it in color. Brush, dust, FFE, grain, hut, kunai, marsh, in-season paddy, smoke, vineyard, LV and DLV, dust low visibilities, are not considered soft and they don't apply. But those other ones do. So if your fire lane goes through those, they are not, it doesn't degrade it. There's no TEM. And that's how you can tell the difference between the hard. Yeah. And the hard targets, give the give me the examples of the hard targets. Yeah, there, see if they're all ones that have a TEM uh, vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. So bridge. Yeah. Crag. Yep. Debris. Graveyard. Olive grove. Orchards, palm trees, seawalls, wrecks, and or wooden pier. A burning wreck is a hard hindrance for fire lane purposes. So, yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. But I can see why people would be, would want to be uh, exempt from that. And hard hindrances do apply as a dial modifier to the fire lane residual firepower attack. Yeah, so that's a very handy table. When you're working with fire lanes and residual firepower. What's on the flip side there? Also, he has effects within the target location on that chart. Oh, tell me. The applicable hexide TEM, in-hex TEM, and or hard hindrances in the target location all apply to the fire lane attack, residual firepower attack, even versus the bypassing units. And all non... for Yeah. And the other side, of the way you have them organized, what is that table? Yeah, yeah actually, these will come to this later. Okay. Ah, Dave. Oh, Jeff, this is fantastic. Can't believe we're here. Cuba, beautiful Cuba, Havana, the, the home of Ricky Ricardo. Cuba Libre! It's beautiful here. That's what they yelled. Cuba Libre. When the Cubans gain their independence from Spain. I love just strolling the streets of Cuba. You find the most amazing stuff. Look, look, look at this. What, a game what, store. A game store. 
What's that in the Look window? Is this the game on the Cuban Revolution? It's Bounding Fire Productions. ASL here in Cuba. Here in Cuba. Thanks, Obama, for opening up the trade with Cuba. Wonder which came first, Obama or Bounding Fire? Oh. They may have opened the door to this whole new era. They have all these great Bounding Fire products. It's great. They've got Into the Rubble. Into the Rubble, too. Into Havana. Into Havana, also. Crucible of Steel. Crucible of Very Hot Sauce. I'm loving this hot sauce. Crucible of Guacamole. Telling you what. Beyond the Beachhead, too. Blood and Jungle. Look at this. Every single amazing Bounty Fire product. Who would think, coming all the way to Cuba, we would find all this great ASL stuff? Wow! I know what I'm going to be spending my money on. I'm taking back all these stinking cigars... (laughs) I'm going to take me home some Bounding Fire. And you know, and if, if they charge for these games by the pound, these Bounding Fire products would be the most expensive. But they're not. This is an amazing bargain for your, for your money. And you know what the truth is? You don't have to go to Cuba to get Bounding Fire Productions products. How can we get them, Jeff? Just go to BoundingFire.com. Tell them the two half squads sent you. Well, I think we're actually kind of running out of time, so we'll pick this up next time. Yeah, we mark where we're got at. That, yeah, because I like to um, do the preview of the Korea. Hot dang games we played a four-player game, so we'll have a recording of excellent. Rizzy, Timonen, myself, and Walters, Chris Walters, great, all discussing first impressions. And then next show, I'll play like a uh, hard look at the scenario that we picked, uh, like an after-action report. Oh, great. So we can wrap up with that. Let's play it now. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's Dave Kleinschmidt and... Dave Timonen. Mike Rizzi. And Chris Walters. And they're speaking really loudly. And we played... Mike, tell us about it really loud, would you? We played Hard Rock. Scenario 203 from our first attempt at the Forgotten War. Right? Korea. Yes. yes. Uh, would it be a good game to play for your first Korean game? Yes, definitely. Yes. I think so. Because? It only uses a small portion of the new rules, which were quickly assimilated. Yes, it has um, rice patties, which I think I was dreading. Right. Um, rice patties. And the human bullets for the South Koreans. Which are like... Um, Japanese. Tank hunter tank heroes. Um, but the rice patties, did you have to go through them, Chris, when you attacked? No, we didn't go through the rice patties. Although, I routed through yes. a rice patty, but yeah. that was about it. And, and it was one hex of rice pad. Correct. And you didn't like the leeches, right? Correct. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> I just want to clarify that. And so, then the North Koreans <laughs> didn't have any special rules in this group. Right. Not much. They are as the Russians, for the most part, they had a deploy thing. They could do commissars, too. Um, so, yeah, nothing too out of the ordinary for the North Korean troops. In fact, uh, there now there were some differences on the, like, lax stuff. I wonder if we forgot some of this. The North Koreans... Yeah, elites were stealthy. I think we forgot that when we went into melee. Yes, I believe we did. Neg one on those uh-huh. six two eights. 
And elites may deploy. Oops, I think I broke the rule. I think I deployed a first line. Okay, we will take the, the very end. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually, it was the two, well, yeah, it was these two, oh, maybe it was. But anyway, the only ones that can deploy are the 628s. Yeah, because Chris had them on his side. I didn't have a 628 over here. Okay. So mm. I blew that. But that's new because Russians, can they deploy normally? Can Russians deploy? No. 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 And uh, we could massacre, and Chris hates those rules, so we didn't do that. Um, they can human wave, but only by special scenario rule instead of Russians, which could do it at any time. Wouldn't that have been fun, Chris? Because, well, we'll talk about our gameplay later, but Chris was like the maniacal Russian um, or North Korean. Oh, white phosphorus was available to the Korean People's Army assault engineers, but I don't no. think we technically had any assault no. engineers. No. Yeah. And then we also played with the South Koreans. Now, there's early war rules. Yes. Mike, what do you think of those, and are they a little more tricky? Those are the available human bullets. Uh, though, I think those count all the time. Do they? Yeah, the early war rules were some of the um, modifiers that made them worse. Like, they had worse special ammo, but that didn't come off. Yeah, we didn't have any of that. That's... They were more lax and stuff. They have plentiful ammo anytime. Right, that's that's why this one's easier, because we didn't have anything in our force pool that used any of that. So at least for this scenario. Yeah, pretty... oh, here, here, yeah here's the early war stuff, yeah. Uh, heat of battle, a plus four... Right. That was on the chart. So you get a chart we here. Use we use that. All oh, all bazooka and recoilless are crew served. Right. We had the crews. Those come with the order of battle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I forgot, Dave, when I ran into your bazooka over here on the left yeah, lane. The one that and I didn't run my yes. infantry directly at it. Yes. I thought it was a full squad that could shoot. Okay. <laughs> so there's a mistake. So you should know the bazookas have a half a crew on them, so they can't fire both the bazooka and their firepower. Oh, correct. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, support weapons had a repair number of one, regardless of what was printed on the counter. That didn't come up nope, for you. And we didn't have any breakdowns. So. Radios have a less contact value. No vehicle has any special ammo. Inherent crews of armor fire vehicles, instead of a morale of eight for elite, they're a seven. And then all motorized vehicles have the red movement point numbers for the South Koreans. Okay. So they have less reliable. I think that's right. The United States supplied them all. Some of this was outdated. Probably. But this scenario didn't matter because there we, were no... We had no vehicles. So no vehicles for South no Korea. Korea. Which makes it, again, a good one to start with, to right. start learning a few of the rules. Um, and their bazookas, Chris and I were watching for this little rule. Want to read that first line, Chris? Oh, if, this is... Yeah, if the color die roll of any non-dud heat final check is greater than or equal to six when resolved versus... An AF of armor factor. Armor factor, yeah. Greater than equal to six. So if you hit the T thirty four, it would be a dud. A T thirty four. If you roll a six on your effects roll, Dave. Oh yeah, on your die. Yeah, we saw. We talked about that. Yeah, we were trying to tell ourselves to watch for it. Okay. Because it's easy to forget. So even if you get the hit, it could. And then the ammo was worse with a plus two. All bazooka 44 and 45 have a plus two to the color die roll, the original to kill die roll. 
because of the ammo was older, and the six on the to kill check is because of the sloped armor. I read the note on that. Mm. They felt that the slopey armor, the T-34-85s and stuff, so if the armor is greater than or equal to six, mm-hmm. it should be less of a chance to penetrate. So it's more right. prone to bounce. Yes. yes. Okay. They added in a bounce rule without changing the regular rules we use okay. to kill a tank. Okay. So if you hit that unarmored one, what was that guy? That one between those buildings? What right. vehicle Before. is that? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone read the fine print? Yeah. They're all so cool now. They can't read the fine print. <laughs> I use my camera and my nope, phone. Nope, you can't. Mike can't read it. Can Chris read it? Where's my my cell phone? I can Dave's, use the camera. Dave's zooming in on his phone. Chris, here, watch, watch me. Watch me. Look at my bifocals. It's an SU-76M. No, I read it right. Look, my bi- why don't you guys get bifocals? I have them. I'm too young. Too young for this. Too stubborn? Yeah, you're too stubborn. So yeah, oh, there the, it is. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, they use SU their SU seventy six M. Yeah, you're right, Dave. Kinda, you can wait, read that. Hold that. I want to get a picture of you <laughs> zooming in, and I'm going to show the oh, listeners. Look at that. Yeah. You don't. You don't need a magnifying glass anymore. Look at that. That's a thing oh, of wait. beauty right there. Okay. You take a picture of the phone. How is the terrain for Korea here, everybody? Yeah. See that. Well, at least in this I'm scenario, other than uh, the rice patties, it wasn't. It really wasn't much different. Uh. Yeah, because this is a building. <laughs> Lots of buildings. Yeah, they're Normal really... Words. I mean, nothing really out of the All the there. modifications to the terrain were just based on the special rules. The canal, certainly. I know those are in other scenarios, a, but it's a standard kind of... Yeah, so that makes stuff. it a good one. I, I was more panicked picking this for our first one. One, we looked at all the big ones, and they all included... Night, night. combat. Yeah. And I didn't mm. think they'd want to play night combat... Chris, did you? I'm not a fan of the night rules. We probably wouldn't have finished tonight anyway, but right. I would do it. It just takes longer. Yeah. Yeah. It's... In addition to all the other Korean rules, we would have to learn on top of that. Right. Yeah. So I kind of like that. Yeah. You know, we, we learned on this and we'll slowly work in some of those other rules that we haven't seen yet. And I had made the mistake of re- reading a lot of the rules. Well, it's always good to read them, but before I looked at the boards closely, so I was reading about the mountain rules changes. Now, if you play mountain rules, we'll get into those on a later show in detail. But the hill hill rules, very different. Very different. And um, Rick Hollander was here earlier. He had been to Korea in the war and yeah. um, had also said, that, yeah, he felt that they needed different hill rules than those seen across the slopes and all that kind of stuff. And Chris had visited uh, this very city in this scenario. I'd been through this city on the way to the JSA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says the geomorphic board doesn't look very familiar. No. <laughs> yeah, the cathedral down in the corner of board 23 was definitely not there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it wasn't really here on this scenario either. It was chopped. The rooftop chapel parts. Yes, that's level. Yeah. Yeah, so it kind of could have felt like uh, not v- very different. It, it seemed different in my mind. Was I using more of an imagination to make it seem more like Korea? Or did it have a different feel to you guys? I mean, the counters are different for the South Korea. The counter colors are different, but I didn't, I mean, Otherwise, yeah, I didn't feel like it was. Could be Russia against the British. Yeah, right. Adding in some elements of the, the suicide, the bu- human bu- bullets. The human bullets. It, it didn't feel like a Japanese scenario in that respect. Mm-hmm. It That was the one difference between this and perhaps a normal game, European game. 
because we had both a mix of onboard, hidden, the human bullets, and then the you can roll for them like a PF activation. So that was something in the thought process that was probably different from a normal setup. Yeah. So psychologically, I think you kind of knew it was a Korean scenario, but it didn't really feel drastically different. I don't think there's enough rules that apply to this scenario to make it feel like... Yes. Now, was, and I noticed yeah, the Chinese People's Army does striping the red side. So you flip the counter, right. you break. So that would have probably a lot of different feel to it also. I don't know about the UN troops, but yeah. And then there's a different kind of movement for the Chinese, like human wave. It's, what do you call it, uh, vehicle to do the pulse movement? Oh, uh, right. They include a platoon type movement for infantry movement. Yeah. Which we have not had to look at again. Yeah. So this would be a good scenario to jump in on. Uh, if we're looking for four-player games that are more conducive to four players, although this seemed to work, didn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think we made it work. Yeah, we made it work. We just kind of broke it down into quadrants and each had roughly half the board. And yeah, toward the end there, we got a little jumbled up. But, yes, uh, and it, but if we're um, looking for a larger kind of last bid thing. Um, again, they were all night in Korea. Mm-hmm. And we do have the LFT product that is called Seoul. Is that the name of that one? And we are going to flip through that. It has giant historical maps. It has, we're thinking it has larger scenarios that are not yes, night. Hopefully. So we can jump into another four-player game later. We're using all the Korean components from MMP with some scenario designs and map from LFT. So that's all we got for you on this uh, first dive into Korea. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Good night. Excellent. Well, that wraps up another show. 240 is in the bank, or in the, in the bag, in the box. In, in, the, in the whatever, in, in the computer. It's, it's in the computer, and pretty soon it'll be in the net. On the net. Indeed. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We do appreciate it, and we hope you have enjoyed this show and... Well, join us next time. Yep. Remember to roll low. And rally well. But, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. some lyrics for us for our song.